We've dedicated our lives to our passions only to have lost everything, creating deep depressions fueled by drugs and alcohol. We're not sober yet, but we are ready to give you advice. I'm Chris. And I'm Steve. And we are Inferior Inferior Men. Men. Like, who? Well, first of all, everyone, it seems like Lakeview is the worst when it comes to. Okay. Everybody in Lakeview. It doesn't matter whether you're a pedestrian or you're a bike rider or you're a car rider. Everyone in Lakeview just is just a clusterfuck. It just, everyone sucks. Everybody. Yeah, so I'm like trying to get over here and, you know, like truck, trucks, uh, moving trucks are taking up the street. Yeah. You know, like people are walking around like nothing else exists. I think it's the worst in Lakeview. And it made me think like, what is, who are worst drivers? Who are the worst drivers? Is it people in the city? Hmm, probably. I, I think that people in the city tend to think that they're better at driving or they take pride in being more aggressive. They like the fact that they, they're more aggressive drivers or that they're you know constantly on their horn or whatever it is. But for all intents and purposes, most people, I think, are just crashing their cars because they're texting. Yeah, but that's, that's my thing. It's like, are you a worse driver when you're in the suburbs because you're not surrounded by these insane obstacles or are you worse driver because you live in the city because you don't follow rules well right (laughs) but then when you go to the suburbs when you live in the suburbs and now you're driving the city then you're that asshole Mm -hmm. you know what i mean i suppose anyway guys uh nice to uh be back uh welcome to another episode of inferior men yeah the podcast that brings you all things business from two complete failures um, so <clears throat> starting off today, Steve, um, we'd like, like to just get a business review out of the way. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know how privy you are at all this, but um, so Texas has actually a really major problem going on right now, and that is that there is a major overpopulation of wild boars in the state. There's about 2.6 million wild boars in Texas. All of uh, Texas? In all of Texas, 9 million in the United States total. Uh, and so with this, they're, they're creating tons and tons of damage. Uh, they were introduced in the 1500s as a food source by Spanish conquistadors. Um, but now they're just basically an invasive species. They're causing $1.5 billion, is billion dollars in damage every year. Um, to by what? Ro- to rooting up crops. Uh, they eat okay. other livestock. Um, and so other parts of the world, like Italy... Think about the Tuscan region. Um, you know, wild boar is, is a vital part of their cuisine. You'd have a ragu sauce with wild boar and like pappardelle. Sure, sounds um, delicious. But in Texas, they don't know what to do with all these an- animals. So now there is a Texas company called Hella Bacon. Hella Bacon. <clears throat> and so what you can do with Hella Bacon is they have a helicopter uh, 
Uh, and this is for basically people with a decent amount of money. You can spend, I believe it was $3,700 for a two-hour session. They take you up in a helicopter, and they just give you a machine gun, and they just say, shoot as many of these things <laughs> as you possibly can. Um, now, I thought you were insane, but I'm on the Hello Bacon mm-hmm. website right now, and mm-hmm. the image is... Uh, what appears to be a couple. Yeah, and the lady that has the little belly button ring. Too. I thought you like were just, exaggerating <laughs> by saying that they they have machine guns. Like I was like, no, rifle. it's legit. It's machine guns. Mm-hmm. So you, so you go up and you just you just survey the land for boar boars. Mm-hmm. And you just shoot anything anything you want. Now, do you get it? Do you get them as trophies? No. That's so that's insane. the other thing that's the best part about it. In the FAQ on the website, it's like. What happens with them? And, um, oh, will we recover all of the wild hogs we shoot? Hella Bacon can frequently gather up some of the hogs for a trophy picture in the field. Some hogs will be inaccessible to the crop in the crops or too far out of grounds crews to reach. After the picture, they become vulture food. So they don't even let you keep them or eat them. You just shoot these things, and then they just throw them out and let the vultures eat them. And they're like, don't worry. Normally, the hogs are gone within 12 to 48 hours. What is it? Oh, because of the vultures? Because the yeah, scavengers take them. And so, what, so then what does that do to the ecosystem? <laughs> well, like now you got a bunch of dead boars hanging out. Yeah, and, and they, they've talked to these guys about it too, and they said um, – they're like we aren't even putting a dent in the population. They're, each each <laughs> sow each sow will will um, birth like twelve piglets a year. Yeah, and so you know. Oh to, oh, they're not putting a dent in the population. They're trying. That's why they're like it's open season. Yeah, they're like and they're like this isn't they don't they don't even consider this hunting because there's so many of them. They're like we don't this isn't trophy. This isn't sport. They're like we're simply just trying to kill as many of these things as possible because there's just way too many of them. They don't have any natural predators. The, and the only way we can take out mass swaths of them is by going up in a helicopter and just gunning them down. <laughs> it's with a new predator called a Man. machine gun. <laughs> uh, I like the safety first uh, little entry on their website mm-hmm. that says, it, they have a perfect safety record without firearms or aviation accidents or incidents. I think no matter what, they will cover that up. That's got to be, that can't be true. How safe is it to be shooting, un- and you get unlimited rounds, Look at too. these guys hanging out. You can shoot as many, as many bullets as you want in the two hours. So you could sit up there and just hold, just hold the trigger down and just shoot nonstop for two straight hours. Not a safety issue. The gift of machine guns. They have a couple of kissing right in front of it <clears throat> with a, holding a dead boar. I shit you it's- not. <laughs> this is, this is who people are. He got that, or she got that, or he got that for their anniversary, and the other one cried a little bit. Because they're like, thank you so much. Oh my god! For taking me. Yeah. Hella baconing. What? What? <laughs> but but according to it, they don't even get to keep this hog again. Right? So why are they calling it? Ba- where, where's the bacon That's come right. in if you can't even eat the thing? That's false advertising. Right. It might be bacon for the vultures. Do I you, suppose if you wanted it, they'd let you take it, right? I mean, I there can't know. be anything. It would seem like a to- if you were just like, hey, can I take this home and slaughter this pig? It seems like that would be a more responsible thing to do than. Although they did say in this, because I think some people get really excited, so they had to like temper their expectations. So on the website, it's also like, well, some they are social animals. You may see them in like packs of like 60. <laughs> They're like, chances are you're probably only going to kill like 
one to two dozen of them in two hours. And I'm like, that's still a lot of animals to just be ruthlessly gunning down from a helicopter. So talking about the hog problem, Mm -hmm. here's another thing. Ineffective ground hunters risked coming into contact with swine uh, brucellosis. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Okay. It's a herpes virus. That you get from the hogs themselves? Yeah. So maybe that's why they don't want them to be, you don't want to eat them? So people are getting, like, what is, what is happening? What is happening in Texas where people are getting hog herpes and then solving it by making date nights where you take your beloved up and just out of the side of a helicopter shoot machine guns? It's... And, and I'm, I have credit card debt, and people are doing this. I, w- I, want, I want part of this American dream, damn it. I want part of this American dream where you can do whatever the fuck you want. It's Looney Tunes. So the helicopter hog hunting package is $3,695 for two people. It includes two hours of flight time, a safety course, a semi-automatic gun rental, and unlimited ammunition. You can also upgrade to full auto machine guns for $395 more per person. Mm -hmm. Uh, You can have a video service upgrade where they'll video record everything for $400 more, $395 more. And you can purchase additional flight hours at $1,795 an hour. And then if you go to their Platinum, you get like a little tote bag. With like hand sanitizer, <laughs> yeah, and the Kleenex wipes. You got to get a T-shirt that's like I made him squeal. <laughs> <laughs> you get a hat with like little boar tusks coming out of it. Oh my gosh! Well, yeah, this is um, <clears throat> just and so this is not like your casual date night for sure. I, I first saw this um, a few years ago, and of course it was a video on YouTube of like Ted Nugent going up and just gunning down. An insane amount of pigs. Yeah, but you thought that was like an insane stunt. I just thought that was Ted Nugent doing his thing. I didn't realize this is like becoming such right. an issue that they're just having, you know, that that these companies are getting the permission of the government to do this. Now, would you do it? Would you do this? Uh, I've never hunted before. I think this would be this would be a tough transition into hunting where like you'd learn to be a hunter and respect you know, respect the animal and use all the parts of the animal. So I think a first time hunting experience to go out and just like massacre, like Mm -hmm. mass killing. Yeah. I think there's very, there's something very, um, sociopathic about this as well. Like who would want to go up and just kill something, Mm -hmm. not for trophy, not for food, just kill some, I think it's kill as many things as you possibly can. I think it's more sociopathic (laughs) when you, there's a couple doing it. Yeah, there's like even more girlfriend so. boyfriend doing it. Yeah, that's a lot of money too. Yeah, could you imagine spending that much money? So it's six thousand dollars for a couple night. No, it's oh. it's it's uh, thirty six ninety five total for two people. Got it. Well, that's so, romantic. Yeah, and then do they have hotels and stuff? Like, is it a whole resort? It says lodging and amenities. Need lodging, travel solutions, and more. We can get you settled. Ask for details, which means they'll give you the number to the Red Roof Inn. Yeah. Down the or street. Like, you, you, you just, you just <laughs> gun down a whole bunch of boars and you're just like, yeah. you're so riddled with like adrenaline that you just want to like go to that red roof in and just like tear each other's clothes off. There's also a night vision shooting experience too where you can go up in the helicopter at night and wear uh, night vision goggles and shoot hogs at night. So, <laughs> hella bacon. <laughs> If you're ever in Bryan, Texas. Yeah, so just a little north of College Station. So I think that's like where the University of Texas is at. So 
just north of there, you can go gun down as many pigs as you want. So speaking of gun down, yeah. <clears throat> unless you have anything else to no, say I about Hellebrake. I think I'm done. So uh, I was reading this news uh, about uh, Kazaranga Kes- National Park. Okay. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Okay. They, uh, they are protecting the rhinos, right? Okay. It's like a whole conservation of, of rhinos. Yeah. So the rhinos are safe there, uh, and, I, and I got all this from BoardPanda.com. It was like a little article. So a century ago, there was a, a handful of these uh, Indian one-horned rhinos. Okay. Now they host 2,400 rhinos at least. Okay. And it's because they're killing people. <laughs> Because the poachers that are taking down these rhinos are being (laughs) shot by the national park. So they're like, they just have open season on poachers. It's just open season on poachers. But how many of those people were, like, these are park rangers that are doing it, right? The park rangers are just going around shooting. So they're judge, jury, and executioner all all at once. There's no, like, trial. It's just that if you were caught... Like, what if you accidentally just wandered into the, like, if you're hunting legally somewhere else and you, they just catch you I don't with know. a gun, are they going to just shoot you dead? So 50 poachers have been killed so far. Ugh, and those rhino horns, it's such a stupid thing, too, because they, like, people are, they're, like, more expensive than gold because people use them for, like, boner pills. They yeah, believe like it has, like, years. all these, like, these mythical, mythic, mythical uh, uh, you know, cures. $6,000 for 100 grams. Six thousand more expensive than gold. <laughs> Rhino horn, man. I want to like spread a rumor where like rabbit ears <clears throat> are like they they give you they give you boners. Why if they just if they just gave everybody Viagra in Africa, they yeah. would probably have less. Mm-hmm. Rhino horn problems, right? Or they just don't believe in that. They're or just like, say that the Vi- Viagra pill is a rhino piece you could. of horn. But it's what, not. It's, you, it's not going to do anything rhino anyway. Horn. I think they grind it up into and a powder. It? But it's weird because their horn is actually um, it's grown like our hair and finger fingernails are. Uh-huh. So it's all um, keratin, I suppose. Um, so it's essentially like when you cut it, it's like almost like woven hair together. Like that's what their horn composition is made up with. I mean, how do you feel? I mean, how do you feel about this? I think I think it's an extreme reaction at this point, especially since they have a fairly like like they couldn't. Well, they couldn't reason with the poachers, but they, they, I'm sure they tried to invite the poachers to dinner and and sit them down <laughs> and be like, "Can you not kill rhinos? Did they just run out of handcuffs? They can't just arrest they these guys. They're like, we just got to kill them. It's just way easier. Yeah, uh, like the guy's like, you know what? You know what? Fuck it. <laughs> And he goes to his wallet and grabs a shotgun, and he's just like, it's poaching season. (laughs) (laughs) Total impunity. I mean, they're trespassing, right? Yeah, but you can't, you shouldn't be able to just murder somebody. So, but if somebody enters your apartment and wants to cut your nose off, you you could, you could, you would would have the right. this This is a giant park. This isn't like a small confined space, like they should be able to spot these guys from far away and like cut them off. I could see if there was like a firefight, like if the poachers are shooting at them and they have to shoot back, maybe that's the case. Mm -hmm. But 
if that's not, if they're just like they got a guy up in a tree with a sniper rifle, just, just picking people off. Yeah, they have a hella 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 bacon version of poachers. <laughs> hella hella poaching. Hella poaching. <laughs> but it's just like it's it's a couple kissing over just a dead oh. poacher. <laughs> yeah, there's a there's a there's a girl from College Station, Texas. She's got a, be- a diamond a little, belly button yeah, ring. Yeah, black black blood diamond, mm-hmm. blood diamond uh, navel ring. Yep. Up in the helicopter, just popping off poachers. <laughs> it's it, so so this. And then you're like, can, and then in the FAQ, it's like, can you keep them? And they're like, no, nope. no. Nope. <laughs> That's uh-uh. for the vultures. That's for the hyenas. <laughs> so the, this this little sentence is, you know, the national park is a story of success when it comes to conservation of rhinos, but they kill people. <laughs> like, yeah, it's yeah. You it's, can't, you can't solve everything, right, by mm-hmm. killing people, or can you? I mean, isn't there? There's always that like irony for a lot of these um, animal rights organizations. At least not not like the major ones, but you know, when there's there'll be these groups that are just doing insane. Like they're willing to like murder people to like protect other animal species, and it's like, all right, where are we going with this? Like, where like how is this escalating to a point where this like we're putting less value on the poachers than the rhinos and it's just like there's got to be a better way to resolve this issue i don't know what answer it right now what um i would say peace treaties <clears throat> maybe a marketing campaign where you're like hey leaves are solve erectile dysfunction leaves from trees yeah you've got to incentivize them from like or maybe you can you let the poachers since they're all out there together, mm-hmm. you could just be like, if you, like, as a poacher, you make it more valuable for them to kill other poachers than the rhinos. So now you have spy poachers. So you just have, you just turn the poachers on each other and mm. you just sit back and enjoy the show. Yeah. The rhinos don't get touched because if, if you poacher brings a dead poacher back, you'll give them $7,000 a gram. But you see, there's still poachers dying. That doesn't really, that's not yeah, really but a, I mean, it's a like, different answer. It's their choice, right? Now it's they know. It's, it's just like, it's the... <laughs> it's like infiltrating. Yeah. yeah. You're like, yeah, I'm a poacher. Boop, boop, beep, I'm going to not do this anymore. Yeah, they're like all, like you got to check in <laughs> at the park. You, you got to check in at the ranger station. You get an official poacher t-shirt and then they send you out into the park so you can be distinguished from the, you know. Yeah. So now it's just a national park of poachers where you mm-hmm. just watch them kill each other. Like, and you know what the, you know what the, the best part about it? I guarantee you there are like some dudes that are so rich in America and they go to that park and they're like, I'll give you $100,000 if you let me go shoot one of those rhinos. And they'd be like, fine. That's true. They'll totally let them do it. Yeah. Like, but then they're just murdering people who are... Yeah. <laughs> God, people, people's <laughs> solutions, they don't work out. I like to think of like a little Ewok scenario where they like set traps for the poachers. So there's like bear traps, there's like net traps. <laughs> bear trap where it just like catches their leg uh, and then, oh, that'd be good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. I think it could make a fun movie. <laughs> a fun movie? Called Poaching Season. Poaching Season. Yeah. All right. We'll run, it, we'll run it past the Hollywood executive, see what happens. Okay, um, let's do some business advice. Let's, uh, let's see what's going on here. All right. Great. Uh, business advice. Let's take a look at our mailbag. This one's from Jeffrey Chop in New York, New York. Hi, Chris and Steve. First off, I just want to say that I'm Steve's biggest wow. fan. Wow. Okay. Well, good for you, buddy. Yeah. Um, with that said, Steve, 
Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Well, I guess I'm out of this one. Yeah. I just invested in Sit Blue back. Apron, and I'm concerned as the stock um, at the stock price right now. So I bought almost twenty five thousand dollars worth of stock. I guess when it first launched, because it just was—it's only been like a week—and have lost almost thirty percent of my money so far. What should I do? Thirty percent of your money. Yeah. So I don't know if you heard about that. So yeah, uh, Blue Blue Apron—they, um, you know, they went public two weeks ago. I guess um, they wanted the, um, the the initial offering to be like sixteen or seventeen dollars. They couldn't get it there. They had to settle at ten dollars. And now it's already at like seven dollars, and it's causing like major concerns with all their investors because they've had all these like their valuation years ago, like a couple years ago, was like twice this. So now their valuation is just plummeted. Their old investors are getting mad. People are not buying in the stock, and to com- complicate things, Amazon's acquisition of Whole Foods is like well, forget it. They're just going to start doing the exact same thing. They're going to undercut us. They'll you'll probably be able to order stuff like. Same day, so like Blue Apron Prime, Blue Apron's going to get screwed by Amazon uh, purchasing yeah. Whole Foods. Once you get on Amazon's radar, get ready. That's Buckle like up. the worst thing. Hold like on to your butts. you got to feel like, <laughs> like you seriously. Uh, if you're Blue Apron, you must feel like a poacher in the Kazaranga National Park right now. There you're you like, go. yeah. Like just waiting to get Amazon shot. is the park ranger and they're like, get get the hell out of here. We're the only one that is gonna be mm-hmm. selling chilled uh, chicken breast cutlets and <laughs> have you ever gotten chicken breast cutlets on Amazon? Have you ever gotten food? No, I haven't. You can do that though, right? You can. The only problem is there's like a grocery store that's like, you know, next to my house, so I can just buy food like a person True. there. But now Amazon has that whole food, so they do. They solved that problem I, right quick. They solved it right quick. They can they can also purchase probably anything. Oh yeah. Uh, that they want right now. So um, I'm telling you, a Game of Thrones style show where it's like Amazon, Google, they, these are all the colonies. I would I would watch that shit. Walmart, Kmart, just going at each other. Yeah. I mean that's kind of what they're doing now. And but Blue you Apron want, is our hero. But like you want blood spilled? I mean, blood is already spilled. Right. You're telling me people in like executives of Google didn't kill someone? I think they would if you're willing to I bet they have. if you're dealing with billions of dollars. They're like if if somebody came up to Jeff Bezos right now and was like if you if you had to give it all away or a hundred of these people here had to die, what would you choose? He would He'd probably negotiate. He'd probably, probably say, can we do 80 people? He'd probably want to find out like their background, and if they weren't really that valuable, yeah. he'd be like, get them out of here. Yeah, But he'd definitely do it. He would. He a, a good amount of people. He's not going to give it all up. He's worked too hard. Yeah. Those people don't mean anything. Well, I think I, I, don't, I, don't, I should do more with the stock market, but I don't. But it sounds like he should bail. 30% of your money is a good chunk. Yeah, I think you hold on to it now, though, right? Because then... So you don't sell? I think they're probably going to get bought at this point because evaluation is going to drop so much that Amazon will be like, oh, great. Now your company is only worth a billion dollars. We'll just come in. Like for the CEO standpoint, they're like, well, we're, we're going to take whatever we can get at this point. I'd take that money and invest it in wheat. In wheat? <laughs> Isn't, wasn't this? <laughs> By the end of the show, I'm going to invest 
some type of money in uh, can wheat. We, next, week, I, next week, I propose that we get on E-Trade, mm-hmm. and I think we should... Invest I think we, in wheat? I think, well, I think we should have... Um, we should have like a little uh, fantasy, like a fan, like fantasy thing, but it'll be real money. Okay. So we each take a hundred bucks, yeah. and we have to invest in a hundred dollars worth of stocks, and then track it week by week okay. to see how we're doing. And I'm we'll done do it with on E Trade. But so I can do, I can put all my money. You can put a hundred dollars in wheat if you want, and then I'll. If you want, if we want to try it that way, you yeah. can do wheat. I'll try to do a diversified, yeah, uh, you know, technology portfolio, and we'll see which one performs. Well, better. I want my. I'll do a little diversity. I'll do eighty in wheat and twenty in rice. Sorghum, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. Just to diversify a little bit. All right, so uh, so I think that's your answer. I think I think we got a new. Uh, yeah, I, I think you'll see that next week. Uh, I'm looking forward to it right now. Um, we will invest. We'll see how the wheat yeah. uh, wheat commodity market goes for you. So wait, so what? So I'm 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 his biggest fan, but I'm not. Uh, I can't answer this question responsibly. What would you say? You would say stick with it. I say you never dump stocks that fast, especially after they drop that quickly. Ever. 30% of your money. I think a company like that has enough. It, it, Blue Apron's not going to totally disappear yeah. like overnight. You may you may eat some shit on the deal, but I think you're going to be worse off if you try to dump it now. It's so crazy to me to think of like Blue Apron was just, remember it was just advertised on podcasts. That That's mm-hmm. like the first place where I saw Blue Apron. And now Amazon, you know, now they're dealing with like heavy shit with Amazon. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so big company now. You know, it it was like two, three billion dollar uh, valuation, and now now they're fighting for it. Well, cool. Uh, yeah, so uh, thank thank you for that one, uh, Jeffrey. Even though apparently you uh, didn't really want my advice, but I appreciate it. Uh, great. Uh, so let's take a quick commercial break. Yeah. Uh, for the real people, yeah, for the, the real businesses <laughs> who do well, for those people that actually know what they're doing and, and are making money, um, we're gonna listen. We're gonna hear in from them, uh, and we'll be back with some more uh, stuff in just a bit. Silverfast yachts, the most advanced yacht available on the market today. Available in silver, silver Zvide, Zveralda, and Silverfast, it raises the yacht to a whole new standard. The asking price is only ninety million dollars. But if you go to BurgessYachts.com, you can save 5% today, 5% on $90 million. Do you like aluminum hull superstructure boats? Do you want to cruise the seas at 25 knots? Well, you can with a silver fast yacht from Burgess Yachts. This yacht can be piloted by anyone with a near coastal captain's license of over 1,000 tons. Do you have an international license? Congratulations. You can find yourself at the helm of a silver fan. All right, welcome back. Uh, okay, Steve, uh, yeah. let's take uh, let's jump back into our business advice again. Yeah. We, got, uh, we got a lot of people writing in. Uh, just a reminder, all you listening out there, if you are interested in getting some um, fantastic business advice from Steve and I. Uh, you can just shoot those over to us at Inferior Men on Twitter. Uh, if we read them on the air, uh, you're probably not going to get anything, uh, and it's probably not going to be the best advice. But we, uh, I disagree. Oh, really? I, I think it is the best 
advice. I, I think and, it's the most unfiltered. Oh, good. That's advice. good. Let's just say yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, let's use that. Okay. And then if there's anyone out there who wants to go in uh, on wheat with me, uh, just anybody out there who wants to go in on wheat with me, uh, use the same email and Twitter. So just as a reminder, next week we will be um, investing in some stocks. Uh, we'll talk about those. Steve will be having a, a very hearty portfolio full of wheat, uh, wheat <laughs> and potentially another grain. Potentially. And, uh, yeah. Maybe a sweet. A sweet. Yeah, we could. Maybe <laughs> something savory. Just candy. Candy. <laughs> I'm just going to invest can in you, candy. Can you just, just, go, just go to the Board of Trade. Jolly Ranchers. Like, 50 in candy. 50. <laughs> Candy, 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 candy. candy, candy. <laughs> We're like Pixar, Sony, oil. Candy, 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 candy. Which one? Candy. 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 All right. Uh, Jeremiah Wellington from Trenton, Missouri. Oh. All right. Uh, Steve and Chris, love the show. And Steve, you've been really killing it. Man, <laughs> this, is a, this, is, this is an ego boost, Chris. Yeah. How are you feeling over there? Fine. Um, Steve, <laughs> I'm thinking of opening up a craft brewery. Oh. So what is, like, okay. And, and one to get your take. Great. Uh, I know the market is technically saturated, but the market keeps growing every year. Do you think there is a bubble that is going to burst, or do you think that there is still plenty of room for smaller guys in the market like me? Really appreciate your insight, Steve. Thanks. Wow. Really directed at me. I mean... This guy knows I like ran a brewery, right? I, I don't know. Okay. Seems, well, anyway, it seems like what, he does. What, what do you think, Steve? On how? Wait, what was the question again? I was okay. so focused on how he was talking to me <laughs> and not you about craft brewery. Um, so he's thinking of opening up a craft brewery. Yeah. He wanted to get your take. He says he knows the market is technically saturated. Yeah. But it keeps growing every year. He wants to know if there's going to be a bubble that's going to burst, or that if there's still room for a small guy like him to open up a brewery in a market. I honestly think both. Both of the answers to that, those questions are no. The, a bubble's not going to burst, mm-hmm. and there, no, there's no room for a small guy in a saturated market. But that doesn't mean you shouldn't try and do it if if you feel really passionate about it. If you're ready to like buckle down, dig your heels in, get dirty, you just have to like find an angle, mm-hmm. you know. And you and you have to like give it all you got and be ready to. Go through hell and back, you know? Yeah, I don't think you should ever get into an industry, regardless of what it is, and expect that you're going to, like, you're never going to be a competitor with the big boys right off the bat. No. Uh, Nobody is going out there and saying you shouldn't open up pizza shops. There's a pizza shop on every single corner. Mm -hmm. I mean, God forbid if they opened up, like, one less subway, too. I mean, if you're ever in the suburbs of a major city, there are subways, or even in the city itself, there's a subway every other block. Right. It doesn't slow anybody down from doing it. I I think with a, like, craft brewery, anything like that, where you are operating uh, a volume industry as a small guy, you've got to be nimble. You've got to figure out... Uh, tactics that are just for you. They, right. you know, wh- what can you do as a small business that the big boy can't do? If I'm opening up a pizza shop, what can I do that Papa John's can't do? Papa John's is going to beat me in price. What can I do? Oh, yeah. What can I offer that Papa John's can't offer? And and, and that's how the little it. peppers that it comes with, they're going to beat you there. God, they're going to always beat you on that. That garlic sauce that they they. Bring I swear, to the there table. are people that I know. I feel like they only order Papa John's for those little banana peppers or whatever they are. Oh, yeah, they're great. 
Um, <laughs> but I think when you're asking yourself, like, is the is the market too saturated? Then the answer is yes. And you shouldn't focus on whether something's saturated or not. Like, why do people ask themselves that? It's like unnecessarily putting an obstacle in front of yourself when there's actually a bigger problem afoot. And the bigger problem is just like, how do you start up a thing you want to do? Exactly. And figuring it out. And, and it doesn't matter if it's, if it's beer, if it's pizza, even anything creative. Like, why would anybody... Do a podcast. Why would anybody do a podcast? <laughs> why would exactly? But why would anybody? Why would anybody act? Why would anybody no, sure. do anything creative? Why would I start painting? Why do? Why do anything? Right. Right. And why become a farmer? Why farm for wheat when it's such a saturated market? You know, corn, Sor- sugar, sorghum, candy, <laughs> sorghum, farming. Is sorghum the mochi? What's sorghum? No, uh, s- uh, sorghum is it's like another type of grain. It's not. A, it's not a wheat though. Mochi is rice. Mochi is rice. All right, we've gone on a tangent. We have. What it, What I'm saying is like, <clears throat> when you're doing a project, when you're doing anything, get your head out of the stereotypical tropes and the stereotypical questions of just like, can I do it? You know, like, uh, am I going to upset someone? Am I, am I too small? Like, it's like, no, focus on the real deal of how you want to, you know, build the foundation of your business. Right. And you can't let, in the end, uh, passionate people will win out. Uh, you know, you got to have smarts and all of that. But if you're just simply looking at it like, well, hey, there's nothing, there's no room for me here, then you've already, you're already going to lose. Yeah. You're already going to lose. Yep. Great. Well, uh, thanks, Jeremiah. Good luck with that. Good luck. <clears throat> Good luck. All right. Uh, let's go to Steve Sizemore in Battle Creek, Michigan. Steve and Steve. Steve and Steve. Uh, he says, Steve. Hmm. Oh, okay. No, Chris. I was uh, thinking up. He doesn't a, say Steve. Doesn't, Chris didn't even mention me. <laughs> uh, Steve, I was thinking of uh, starting up a kit business. <laughs> he didn't even bother to mention me. Uh, seeing the success of Blue Apron and uh, Loot Crate uh, really inspired me to start my own business. It's going to be called Trinket Trunk, and will deliver a box of trinkets to people every week. I imagine selling these kits to a clientele with more sophisticated tastes. In terms of trinkets, I have a lead on a large amount of off-spec Fabergé eggs. But what else should I add to the trunk? Thanks, Steve. Not man, even God. like seriously, dude. What's going on? I don't even. Give, I mean, I don't have like a. We neither of us give good advice, but I give less good advice. Like you actually have some things to say. I just talk about wheat the whole time. It seems like that guy was. Like intentionally, but maybe because his name is Steve, we need to find some Chris's in this mailbag. But I mean, this is a two two guy show. Like, why <laughs> didn't even mention me? I know. I'm just more charming. I'm more adorable. Yeah. You All know? right. Uh, okay, anyway, I have less scars on my face. Let's let's give this this guy. So some yeah, advice. a trinket hmm. subscription is Loot Crate, right? Yeah, and how how are you gonna just like describe what your business is before you even got it started? <laughs> well, these gave us, people just showed us how the sausage. They're asking. Look, that's fine. Let's not, no, that's let's fine. not insult Steve in Battle Creek because hey, I'm defending your honor. He doesn't get, give a shit about you. Well, right, but he's just getting started. I think we should at least give him 
something to work on. What's it called? Here. Trinket. Trinket trunk. And Fabergé eggs? He said he has a lead on a large amount of Fabergé eggs, which I don't a know lead. if there's a huge market on that. But I think he's trying to give us an idea of the things. Like he wants sort of like fancier. Yeah. So that's your theme. You got you to gotta yeah, come up with Yeah, like a instead of like a nerd box, yeah. this one's going to be like, oh, these are going to be like fancy, weird, gaudy, ornamental. Porcelain. Exactly. Yeah. Stuff like that, which is going to, which is a great idea to just chip back and forth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, hope, I hope you have a lead on bubble mm-hmm. wrap. This month, a dozen porcelain elephants. <laughs> all of them shattered. Yeah. In box. You get it. All the trunks are broken off. You got to send them all back. Um, so, yeah. So that's something to consider. <laughs> yeah, just think about that. You one, should probably Steve. have people pick it up. You should probably have a pickup service. Oh. Um, but your target is like older older ladies, right? Which is another thing, because then if you're trying to run a business... And most of your demographic is dying slowly. They don't even use the internet. True. And they're going to be those types of people where it's like, uh, you know, they're the type of people that share an email with their husband or wife. Yeah. You know, it's like Bill and Judy Jones. And it's like, what do you mean? At, like it shows... Netgear.us. Yeah. At AOL. It's like, What? Really? Like you know they just don't even like you know they don't check their email. Right. If it's a if it's a Y mail. So you so you want to do a lot yeah. of direct mail marketing. You want to do a lot oh, of you'd have to do physical mail. And that's expensive. But this is a this is like an internet based company. But that's what that's what we're saying is like if you want to get into tr- trinkets and your only yeah. lead is Faberge eggs, you got to change no. your business model. Well, you've got to go to you've got to go to like Antiques Roadshow. Yeah. And then you and just have, have a little booth. You have a booth at yeah. Antiques Roadshow and get people to sign up like right. on an iPad. And if they sign up, they get a trinket. Just have them buy it there. Here's the thing. Don't do a delivery service if your, your shit is fragile. Because you're going to get into so much liability and people are going to complain and give you bad Yelp reviews and whatever. But get, So your business model is now uh, festivals, street festivals, right. art fail, fairs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and antique roadshows, and that's fine. Just, yeah, just don't, don't. Not everybody has to do a birch box, you know. Yeah, I think it might be more of a square peg uh, round hole here. Yeah. Uh, I think there's sure there's some sort of market out there for that kind of stuff. Now it exists. I don't know if people want it weekly or monthly delivered to them. Yeah, in the mail. Tell me what is what is your definition between trinkets and tchotchkes? Uh, that's tough. Trinkets I, I, to me sounds more delicate. Trinkets, I think traditionally trinkets mm-hmm. are more like, well, I don't know. So trinkets are more ornamental, Yeah, I think. I think they might have a higher price tag on them. It yeah. might be like jewelry and things like that, yeah, where a tchotchke could just be like, here's a bobblehead that I got at a baseball game. Yeah. Here's a, yeah, exactly. Here's a little wooden bat from a baseball game. Right. Here's I, a, here's a little Coca-Cola polar bear that I got in a cereal box. That's like a tchotchke. I don't know. I don't know why. <laughs> they should just call it junk. That's the kind of stuff tchotchkes? I hate. Ugh. I hate you that hate kind of junk? garbage. Like, like if it, it what? Like just like toys out of, like I hate when you go to somebody's house and they save that stuff. Like adults, <laughs> yeah. it's like saving Cracker Jack toys and things. Okay. And you're like, wow. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you a quick story. Okay. My mom's best friend from college she lives in Vancouver uh, with her husband, who is a collector. Of? And all of the things. 
So what do you let, mean? let me take you through this. this. Okay, go ahead. We went, we went there. So we went on this Alaskan cruise. It was great. It was like a family vacation. We stopped in Vancouver because that's where one of the mm-hmm. uh, docks was or whatever. We go to this house and we stay over for like a weekend. And it, I was a kid, so I was like enamored with all this stuff. You walk in there. He has, you know those like, you go to a Mexican restaurant and it's the parrots. It's like those... Uh, parrots hanging from like a little a little wire. Okay, okay. It's like wooden parrots. Sure. Okay, yeah, yeah. He has a collection of those. What Mac- McDonald's toys? He's got them. Oh no, not rubber those ducks uh. around the bathtub. He's got them. Uh, comic book collection? Yeah, of course. What is his wife? Think VHS tapes? I mean, she does uh, she, she have like a set? Does he have like a little barn that he can keep all this stuff in? No, it's all in his house. Oh, my aunt, God, who who was woman, my aunt almost had who's like a clean freak, almost had a nervous breakdown. He had like Beanie Babies. He had you know uh, what is the what's the what's the mental state? It's a hoarder. You're a hoarder. But he's doing it as a collection. Like, he calls it a collection, but he really is just can't throw anything away. Yeah. But he just, he's hoarding stuff in such an organized way that he can justify it as a collection. But it's and not. And not as, like, I have stacks of newspapers where he'd be like, these are important newspapers. True. But I will say there is a type of rationale that you do because his comic book room like it His wasn't comic book room. room and he had to he had to make a specific path to navigate around the room because it was just like oh. different weird stacks this now i get it this is gross. to a certain point i get it cuz i like i collect yeah. comic books so i get yeah. the idea like you get off on a certain amount of like accomplishment from collecting things but not to that degree that's insane and so like this, this is this guy what, what is this guy's name steve uh yeah yeah this guy's name was Steve that, too. that's his Steve demographic yeah you, like it's like people who just love to have number one through twenty five of whatever tchotchke they don't care what it is oh boy let's uh let's check out some more headlines here Steve uh, I think you yeah. had one that you wanted to to talk about I got a sure. new product uh that I I came about okay. that I wanna I wanna talk about because mm-hmm. I think there's a there's a bigger story here. Um, but the smaller story is that Cinnamon Toast Crunch are coming out with Cinnamon Toast Crunch Bites. Bites. Donut Bites. Donut Bites. Yeah, so it's, it's the cereal. Com- the cereal is now making donuts. Yeah, so, ne- so I got this from PopSugar.com. Okay. Um, you know, how long has Cinnamon Toast Crunch been around? Since the like- 80s? It might be even older than that. It might yeah. be like from the 70s, yeah. Okay. And it's always been sugary cereal, right? Sure, cinnamon and sugar. Uh, so now, on wheat. So now, I guess on wheat. <laughs> See? I think I'm going to do pretty well. <laughs> There's a lot of things made of wheat. Wheat. Um, so the on July 10th, and I got this, yeah, from popsugar.com, uh, they announced the new product of uh, soft cinnamon-coated donuts that contain a cinnamon filling on the inside. Now, they're going to be available in the freezer aisle of okay. the grocery store, and yeah. it's and served warm, okay? But, but now okay. We're, they're, they're dessert, okay? So now we got a cereal business going. Oh, so they're intending these to be dessert? Yeah. Whereas their, their cereal before that was all sugar and cinnamon was breakfast? breakfast. <laughs> right? So, so... Yeah, not only are they changing aisles, which in the shopper marketing world, that's hard. That's hard because you sure. have to, like, people aren't expecting to see Cinnamon Toast Crunch in the des- dessert, the freezer aisle. So how do you drive that path to purchase, right? But now you're changing times of day that you're going to engage with Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Mm-hmm. 
right? So the think about breakfast and then dessert, which is supposed to be the last meal. Mm-hmm. You know, it's that every so often I'll have like midnight cheese. Yeah, but that's after dessert. But not you, most. Do you think have they like should actually cheese. have a cheese in Maybe. Like the cheese aisle? That's like cheese after midnight dark. Like cheese. this is the cheese. Oh, like yeah. this is the cheese that when you're super drunk uh-huh. and you come home, like you you want to eat this cheese, yeah. and it'll prevent you from having like horrible sulfur farts the you next know, morning. You know who would have that? Taco Bell. Taco Bell. Yeah, they would. Anyways, so now 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 I say that because there's there's another product. Ben and Jerry's. Okay. Uh, and I saw this a few few weeks back before I saw this Cinnamon Toast Crunch Bites. Ben and Jerry's now is doing this thing called Cereal Splashback. And the, the caption is, remember eating your favorite cereal while watching Saturday morning cartoons in your PJs? We turned that nostalgic feeling into an ice cream. Introducing Cereal Splashback. Three cereal milk ice cream flavors available at your local... What the hell is going on? Wait, 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 wait. Why are we... Wait, 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 wait. Is it... Wait, so it's not... It's ice cream that's supposed to taste like cereal? And it's cereal that is now dessert. What is going on, Chris? Why are we swapping meals? I don't know. And the thing is... Why can't you just eat an apple? Like, <laughs> why is cereal like, becoming dessert? What and is dessert this? becoming cereal? And that cinnamon. I'm looking at this cinnamon toast crunch thing, and it has some like. It's just like there's a like some sort of icing on the inside. It's it has yes. a sweet cinnamon filling. filling. Mm. So it's like cinnamon icing. I it guess. looks like on, little mochi balls. Yeah, they look like little donut holes that ha- that are like filled, but. But we we are just such a weird species. We get so bored with a, a breakfast item that we want to put it as dessert. Yeah. And then the other the other side of the spectrum, they're like, we're so bored with dessert, we're gonna make it in a, in a breakfast. And what do you do about lunch? But the I I think the main thing is this stuff was never breakfast in the first place. That's true. It's like all it's candy. Always been candy. That's why it's you always been all like to me. Cinnamon toast crunch becoming a dessert is not that big of a leap of logic. Than if it, if you were doing like uh, I don't know, kashi. It's like, trying to do it. It's like cookie cookie. <laughs> uh, what was it? Cookie crisp. Yeah. Cookie crisp. My mom. My mom like wouldn't. Buy that kind oh, of stuff yeah. for me. I mean, my I I feel like I could I trick my mom once or twice into getting cookie crisp, but then she was just like, "These are just cookies." <laughs> <laughs> like if you just make it, if you make everything small enough so that you can get three of them onto a spoon, it's a cereal. Yeah, it doesn't matter what it is. Yeah, you can make you know little little steaks. That's that why you I can call spoon up. It's a cereal all of a sudden. French fries. French fries. Cut them up. Cereal. Cut them up. If, they, if you can get like four or five of them on a spoon with milk, it's cereal. No, it's got to be sweet, though. Then it's just quinoa. Then it's just, <laughs> then it's just rice. It's either cereal or rice. I, I think steak would be good. You're going to hit steak the paleo cereal? market with it? Drew would eat steak cereal. But right. it would be a different, like, steak and milk? I guess that's oh, the whole cow, God. huh? God. And then, like, Oreos... Oreo O's, so Oreos made a oh, I cereal that. too. Yeah, I remember Oreo O's. See, but that's that doesn't offend me as much. Cookie, they made those. They made those like. Uh, can't you buy Lucky Charms sometimes too? And they with just the marshmallows. Why? <laughs> because why not? Box of marshmallows. Yeah, they shouldn't call it box of, and they aren't even good marshmallows. They're like, oh, how dare they're you? They're not marshmallows, Bite your tongue, sir. They're not actual. Would you take a? 
Is it, it, let me tell you. Let what, me ask you: Would you take a Lucky Charm marshmallow, put it on a stick, and roast it over a fire? Of course not. Exactly, because it's you, not a marshmallow. It's a Lucky Charm marshmallow. <laughs> there's like different species of birds, Chris, and there's different species of marshmallow. And this one is Lucky Charms marshmallow. But tell me that if you weren't high as hell, a mouthful of Lucky Charms marshmallows wouldn't be ecstasy in your goddamn mouth, Chris? We'll try that next week on Inferior Men. In yeah. fact, that'll be my other That's it. trade Yeah, investment. challenges, weekly challenges. Go ahead, eat an I entire just, box of this. I'm so, it just tickles me mm-hmm. so when brands and products yeah. just need to like flip their shit on their head. Well, that's because they're... It's like new Hot Pockets, like how would Hot Pockets flip it on their head? If new- Cinnamon Toast Crunch was doing so great, they wouldn't like, would they, or maybe they are doing so great that they think they can reach out into this they're market. They're bored. I'm just not sure, like, where... No, I bet they're not doing great. I bet there's, like, a, at least a small... That sugary cereal market sales. has to be getting beat up right now. Yeah, just because saturated. people want to eat healthier foods. But oh, I love how their, how their reaction to it is making something less healthy. Yeah. And then as that an option. It's like, we'll double down on an unhealthy option. Actually, that's funny because I bet Ben & Jerry's is doing the cereal splashback. Yeah, for nostalgia, blah, 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 blah. But mm-hmm. cereal is healthier in general than ice cream. So it's that, like, reverse. You know what I mean? Well, in general, but it's not going to be as healthy as eating an entire bowl of Lucky Charms marshmallows. Oh, and that is not, that's not cereal. <laughs> it's just not. Like, it's not cereal. So what is, what is your Cheerios? That's, that's your Cereal standard. should have some sort of grain in it. Mm-hmm. It's got to have like wheat or rice or something. Yeah, wheat. But if it's just a bowl of marshmallows, then that's what it is. It's a bowl of marshmallows. What if like you? What if you just ate a bowl of sugar? You do it all the time. Like you poured, you poured milk over sugar. Yeah. And it's, you called it. You called it invisible cereal. Because <laughs> the sugar just dissolves. It's like Jetson cereal. Yeah. You just put you put a bunch. It's just. It's like placebo pills. It's just sugar pills. Yeah. And you just dump them into a bowl and pour milk on it, and people get all crazy about it, but it's just sugar. That's it. You know what they should make is, uh, you know, like the sponge dinosaurs? Mm-hmm. They should make You uh, should just cereals. eat those. Right? <laughs> you That'll keep just... your fat ass from eating too much of this junk. Your, Slo- your intestines are just clogged slow- with I'll sponges. S- that, ought, that ought to slow your fat ass down. <laughs> eat a couple of these fucking, take a couple of these, <laughs> take a couple of these sponge pills in the morning with your centrum. Gotta slow you down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, all right. Well, Steve, let's. I I do have a. Uh, we do a segment here on the show just for all your listeners out there. Um, called the next great idea. Oh yeah. Um. So every week we come up with ideas. Either Steve and I both come up with an idea, or one of us will come up with an idea. Uh, we will present it to the other person. Uh, full transparency, a lot of times, you know, we are privy to some of the things that are happening on the show. Usually with the next great idea, we like to do this in secrecy, in secrecy so that the other person has to sort of react and give a most unfiltered uh, reaction to it. Um, so anyway, I, um, I have, I have a uh, business idea yeah. here that I want to share with you. And Drew, if you could, um, I have a I just have a little bit of music that I'm going to be playing from my computer, like while I talk. So if you could just if you could just bring bring that level up a little bit, thank you. Oh, um, man, a whole show. I know this, this, this is, is great. We're we're getting like we're we're getting somewhere with this thing. Um, 
All right. Uh, I think I'm just going to get started with the music, and then I'll kind of get into it. Oh, all right. Steve, when you think of Vietnam, uh-huh. what do you think of? Uh, That's right. Yep. Pho and gambling. Yes. At Pho the Win, experience world-class Vietnamese dining with a clean and safe gambling environment. Test your skill at over 150 video tropical fish fighting machines and 25 Bao Ku Ka cup tables in our casino floor. Care for a drink mixed with excitement? Enjoy some of our hottest OTB horse racing this side of Ho Chi Minh City while cooling down from one of our 75 beers on tap at Saigon's Lounge. For the win is a destination for the whole family with over 15 water slides in the Midwest's <laughs> fifth largest wave pool at Docklet Water Park. Your kids will scream, M you on! With packages starting at just $89 a night per person, what are you waiting for? Make your reservation for For the Win today. For the Win. Chuk Mei Mun! Wow. Yeah. That was, imp- that was an impressive pitch. Yeah, what'd you think? I, I, I'm impressed. I am a little skeptical that you didn't just come up with a fun name and then you tried to apply a business to it. Per, per, perhaps I did that. Perhaps I did. <laughs> but isn't it amazing? We talked about window dressing last week. Uh-huh. How much, how, how nice did that sound? It's a little bit of background music. It, you would have believed that. If I was in my car listening to that commercial, I would be intrigued. Just, it, just yeah. based on the presentation alone. Exactly. Now, you didn't mention pho once. Well, it's of there. Like where it's getting served in the restaurant, <laughs> on the tables, on there the water is, slides. There's world class Vietnamese dining there. I, you know? Yeah. And this, so this would be. Like the it, pool, though. The pool is. The pool is just, is just a fun. bone stock. <laughs> and like the little so pool noodles fun. are like shaped <laughs> like. Yeah, they have like little floaty rafts, and uh-huh. they just look like sliced, like thinly yeah, sliced pieces saying. of steak in the wave pole, and you throw them in, and it just gets washed around. I'm into it, man. <laughs> you really, you really set the bar high now. For I our, sure for did. our next big idea. I sure did. Uh, I didn't. You kind of cheated though, because I didn't know you had a whole thing prepared before yeah. the show. We're supposed to react to a lot of it. So I'm kind of I'm kind of jealous. I'm gonna try one. I want to try one. Oh yeah, I want to try. Hey, you should. <clears throat> okay, uh, Drew, will you cue something up for me, please? Just, just yeah, just anything. Okay, I don't know your idea. <clears throat> Greetings, <laughs> young travelers. What brings you this way? Oh. A bit of magic, will ye? Perhaps a little battle of the bards? Ah, yes, some hogsmeade shall ye have. Well, come on down to Dallas, Texas, to Fantasyland Island, Berg. You've heard of Renaissance fairs. Well, this is that, only all of the fantasies all put together and real. We're talking real sword fights. You've seen this medieval times bullshit. Well, people might die. People will, will get hurt. Kids, 
Have you ever wanted to, to drink the blood of trolls? Well, we're going to have something similar. We're not going to tell you what the blood is, but you're going to drink blood. <laughs> Come on down to Fantasy Island Land and be in Braveheart and Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings and hell, we'll throw in Lord of the Flies there too, all at the same time. There's going to be sickness and that's going to be part of the experience. People are going to get sick, like really sick, and that, that's, part of the, that's part of the experience. And you're going to eat raw, raw horse. Raw, you're going to kill a horse and then eat it raw. Yeah. Magic's going to be hard. Magic's going to be hard. We're going to have to tweak that a little bit. But archery, archery would be cool at each other. Come on down. Fantasy Island Berg uh, land in Dallas, Texas, right off the Highway 4. Whew. Good? What do yeah, you I like that one. Uh, I think yours is a little bit more focused, but mine, mine's got yeah. more action. Go, yeah, that's okay. I mean, yeah. I think, you know, you may have a few hang-ups since, like, Disney owns, like, most of the stuff that you talked about, but, you know, the raw dead, you know, the raw horse. Let him come, you know? it. Let them come. You know what is hard? Coming up with amusement parks. I don't know how people do it. Like, where do you start? Do you start with the plot of land? Yeah, you do. You got before the idea. You've got to. You've got to know that you have land to build it on. Yes, you do. Yeah, that's exactly where you start. So you start with the land, then you're like, all right, all right. Where do I? What do I do? Maybe I can build a roller coaster there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard. I, you got to think of bathrooms. Yeah, who's gonna clean up those bathrooms? Mm-hmm. What kind of concessions you're gonna have? It's a big job. You can't just do like a fun fantasy island land. There's a lot of like logistics involved. Oh Sawdust for puke. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't want to be the only one who does it. Why would you have to do it? <laughs> All right, uh, <laughs> Steve. What did you learn today? What did I learn? Yeah, oh, man. Um. I learned a great deal of just we'll never be satisfied. I think that's what I learned today. We're mm-hmm. never going to be satisfied. We'll want one thing, and then we'll want that thing to die or be different, like exactly the opposite, but then we'll miss that one thing, the old thing that we used to have. So then we'll want to like buy a lot of that old stuff. You see what I'm saying? When you have too many boars, okay. then you're going to kill them all. But then you're going to miss those boars, probably. So then you're mm-hmm. going to try and repopulate the boars. Mm. When you have Cinnamon Toast Crunch, you're going to get sick of it, and you're going to want to turn it into a dessert. And then when it's too much dessert, you're like, remember when Cinnamon Toast Crunch used oh. to be cereal? So we should just appreciate what we have right now so it doesn't become nostalgic will because ever, of less losing it. Will we ever get to a place where we just want, we just want Coca-Cola to just be Coca-Cola and not... Coca-Cola Zero and Diet Coke. and I mean, it's too late for Coca-Cola, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I, I think today, um, for me, it was just really about, we talked about a lot of businesses and situations that there is a lot of money to be made out of there for the worst things in life. Uh, uh, ma- yeah. m- you know, just death, m- mass killing, uh, shooting poachers, eating garbage at all hours of the day. Yeah. Um, There's a a masochism out there in the market, and people are definitely 
exploiting that. It's and funny because no matter how saturated you think any market is, mm-hmm. there's always someone who will come up with some random, random idea based on something either horrible or that somebody hasn't thought of. There's always something out there. Well, the cinnamon toast crunch bites, right? Yeah. People will people will buy them. Yeah. But are we to assume that the like I don't see these things being around ten years from now. No. Right? So we will always have like there's always gonna be that market for the shock value too. It's like the KFC sandwich uh, that's Pepsi, no bread. Pepsi clear, crystal Pepsi. Pepsi or whatever. clear. Marketing, marketing, marketing. Um, well cool. Let's uh Drew, can you um I just want to play a little bit of music while we finish up here today. There we go. So nice. I really like that music too. Yeah, I think, man. Great. I think I should probably just play like at at uh Father Wind. I think I should probably play this. Follow the wind, yeah. Like the whole time, right? Just like any constantly. any rock speaker in the amusement park, any restaurant you're in, it's just this track. It's the same track. One track. One track playing in loop. Um yeah, thanks for joining us today on yeah. Inferior Men. Man, this is making me feel like so relaxed follow too. The wind. Um, so yeah, be be sure to follow us uh, on Twitter at Inferior Men and find us at InferiorMen.com. Uh, Inferior Men is part of the Universe Head Podcast Network, so go to UniverseHead.com for more information and exclusive content. We'll see you next week, and remember, the superior man cares about virtue; the inferior man cares about material things. Join us next week for another episode of Inferior, inferior Men. Men. Good luck, everybody, or Chuk Mei Mun.